folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Oh! Hey, everybody, it's Carrot Pondexter here with your boy. Hello. It's Bob Beckett. It's me. And today on a small package show. Wait, what's that? Stop the presses. Raw had a decent go-home show? It was not bad. We are in an alternate reality. SmackDown was pretty solid. It was okay. All that in wrestling news today on Deck of Cards episode. Small package. Hit it with it, Bob. It's small package. through the intro today in one take one take jake it wasn't a great intro but let's be real it's not a ton to talk about slow in the news week and we got our predictions for great balls we do have to do our predictions uh why are we are we doing any kind of wager for this one mm-hmm. i can't really let's, think. let's save something good for next one which is gonna be SummerSlam. no it'll be battleground battleground and then SummerSlam. sure we'll do something wait when is SummerSlam? august when in August I'm going to be gone for oh, no. I'm going to be gone for 10 whole days oh, I got it I got it Uh-oh. 17 I'm gone 10th for the August 20th oh, in before SummerSlam that is like the day that is like the day before I, or the day after I get back we will be back uh, late on the 18th so so rest up because you got SummerSlam the next day. Oof, it's gonna. I'm gonna need a vacation for my vacation. So for everyone at home, I'm gonna be leaving the second week of August. So we'll probably try to record something early for that week, if possible. Well, I also might be in Texas for various reasons, but that's not sure confirmed yet. Sure, sure. Um, worst case scenario, we can always either record something or. Maybe I can try to work out something with Gabe or Will and then just have it set to publish while we're gone. Uh-huh. Also, some of you may have noticed this. And by some of you, I mean like maybe possibly one of the six to ten of you uh, may have noticed that the episodes are all correctly la- labeled on uh, iTunes now. Uh, Podbean finally introduced uh, the ability to label shows by show number, season, etc., and you can also label stuff as bonus content as opposed to full episodes. Oh, nice. So I was able to list all the uh, the Gabe Down live and Monday Night Raw stuff as special editions. Um, so now they should all be numbered correctly and going forward, they will all be labeled correctly. Um, so that's interesting. Maybe. Anyway, uh, let's you just want to jump right into Raw. Sure. It was the go home edition of Raw. And let's be honest, go home shows have not been good lately. Yeah, it seems like WWE's logic has been let's do fuck all for the show before the pay per view. Sure. And then have a generic pay per view and then really go out on the Raw after pay per view. And like light it up. Yeah. And like blow their whole load as to what the next pay per view is. So. <clears throat> that being said, this one was pleasantly surprising. Uh-huh. Um, we opened up with the... Uh, was it the Enzo promo? Yeah. Enzo opened up the show. Uh, what are your... Uh, my, I, do you, my thoughts on his promo were maybe one of the best promos he's got. Oh, uh, in, as far as Enzo has done? Yes. It was fantastic. It is... Easily in his top five, maybe in his top three. Sure. Um, as far as like overall WWE promos in the past year, right? Maybe in the top ten. Yeah. Like it was, it was really good. Mm-hmm. It was very, it's very from the heart. It was nice to see that he. We we've all known for a while Enzo Mora can cut a fantastic comedy promo, but it was nice to see. You know, a couple weeks ago he we had the tear. Um. 
And mm-hmm. this week we had a very impassioned promo. In fact, he ended the promo really well, got out of the ring, then got back and picked up the mic. And I was like, oh, no, you had such a great mic drop moment. Don't don't go back and say something corny and ruin it. Got back in, said some more biting words. Uh, hopefully we'll be hearing chants of casshole mm-hmm. for a while to come. Uh, and uh, then he went backstage. Dude, and his line of uh, Cass is nothing more than a seven foot uh, catchphrase that I wrote. It's fucking awesome. Oh. That was, I mean, there was a lot of great stuff in this promo. Uh, then he went backstage and interrupted Cass's backstage interview by attacking him. So he got first blood. Literally flying out of nowhere. Like, yeah. Like if you see, if you go back and watch, like mm-hmm. he comes in at eye level with Cass, which means that he must have been like either tossed or found something to jump off of. Yeah, it was uh, it's pretty nuts. Um, so I'm actually somewhat excited for this. Feud. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I mean, realistically, he's gonna get fucking squashed by Cass. I, I can't imagine that he's going to beat Cass at the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Unless it's via some sort of wacky shenanigans. Regardless, he will not beat him clean is yeah. the important distinction. Especially if it seems like WWE is going to be putting their eggs more in the Cass basket than the Enzo basket. Sure. They would That would be the worst move to be like, and Cass is now here, and he gets yeah especially no offense but by enzo yeah uh bailey sasha banks nia Jax, alexa bliss bailey gets hurt before the match uh sasha wins against both it was sure it, was, it happened it was there moving on samojo brock lesnar interview i uh i rather enjoyed this usually when it comes to video vignette and interview stuff i feel like it very much is I'm going to talk. Now you're going to talk. Now I'm going to talk. And this, they kind of started interrupting each other and talking over each other, which made it feel kind of heated. Yeah, natural, heated, real. And then Samoa Joe basically is like, you know what? Fuck this. I know you're somewhere in the building. I'm going to come find your ass. To which he gets up and like storms out. And Brock Lesnar is left there just cackling, just be like, yeah, come find me. And, uh, a little bit weird because up to this point Samoa Joe has been the clear heel and Brock Lesnar has been the sort of like de facto baby face. Yeah. The, the, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to come find you. Well, maybe not a super face thing. Um, is something you could see like a badass face, like a Austin or a Ambrose going to go do. Uh, and Brock Lesnar left cackling there being like, yeah, all right, come find me. Seems a little heelish. I still feel like like uh, Joe's going to be the heel and Brock Lesnar's going to be the face, but I don't think that it's one of those matches that has a clear definition. It's just two monsters. Yeah, especially since Brock has not really had a clear face or heel role. He's just for a long time. Brock. The last time like, he, he had just a clear is. role was a heel, but like most of the time, yeah, he's just I just destroy things. It's like. Is a hurricane a heel? No, it's just uh, it's there. It's a force of nature, dude. Right? It's a deal. I should have said tornado. His move is the fucking F five. <sighs> Missed opportunities. Cedric Alexander, uh, Noam Dar, Alicia Fox uh-huh. for the millionth time, and I just don't know why they like. I just don't see why they have to keep having Cedric beat Noam like. Noam has only gotten wins with distractions. He's never actually gone over on Cedric. And Cedric goes over on Noam all the time, fairly easily. Um, I'm just sort of ready for this one to be done. I I mean, yeah, I agree with you. And I could also say that about like... Half the feuds. Yeah, half the feuds. Speaking of ready to be over, The Miz and Dean Ambrose cross paths again. Uh, although this one had an interesting angle to it, uh, he Slater comes out and says, I'm the last person to beat The Miz. I deserve the shot. So uh, Kurt Angle announces that Heath Slater will get a shot on Raw coming up after the break and that the winner will face Dean Ambrose in his rematch at 
great balls of fire. Mm-hmm. And Heath Slater looked good. Yeah, it was competitive match. I mean, you could argue in kayfabe that the Miz was hindered because he was wearing a suit and wrestling in like dress pants. Uh, but it was at least a competitive match that they didn't make Slater look like a fucking geek like he right. normally does. Yeah, he only really lost because Rhino got into it with the Miz Taraj on the outside, and then it distracted Heath long enough to get skull crushed. Um, also, Miz's pants split, which was funny. Yeah. Um, pretty good segment. I he it. at least had underwear on underneath, unlike the last pants split, which was AJ Styles. Styles. <laughs> uh Dean came in to try to sit, make the save and uh you know was what it was. Um so we're going to get Dean Miz for sure great balls no step yet on that. Um Shatter Truth segment uh Goldust revealed his I, which I will say this while the segment itself I didn't love it at least slightly redeemed last week's awful segment. In that it made sense to me now in kayfabe why we had to have that camera guy in the ring last week on Raw. I thought it was very silly, but seeing it this week, I went, okay, I at least now get why the camera guy was there. Mm -hmm. And it made it kind of cool. And this segment was helped by that. So it makes me retroactively less mad at the other segment. Still wasn't that great. Lights come up. Surprise, R-Truth is there. And hits gold dust as of right now we don't have uh the the blow off at great balls unless they announce it for the pre-show which who knows Eh. i mean i'd like them to have some sort of culmination to all of this no they definitely need it and the fact that they aren't doing it right now is upsetting because does this mean that it's going to be dragged out to SummerSlam? ugh I mean, I'm 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 still interested enough to see the match because both of them are still talented performers, but I'd like to see it happen now, like get it done, get it out of the way mm-hmm. or at least get the first real match between them out of the way. And then you could escalate it to SummerSlam. I would be fine with seeing a second match between them at SummerSlam if we can just have something instead of these fucking promos. Yeah, because um, agreed. there was a good one, then a m- mediocre one, then a bad one. And then this one, which. I hesitate to say it was good. It was elevated back up to mediocre. Sure. So blow it off already. Uh, Kurt Hawkins, Seth Rollins, not even going to talk about. It was like a three second match. Neville and Mustafa Ali with a what I felt was like a very solid match that made Neville look strong and aggressive. It was definitely. No, Um, Mustafa is definitely a great in-ring performer. Uh obviously on raw proper he's had Mm -hmm. just about no fucking time to shine especially on the mic Mm -hmm. um but you know neville always impresses and uh strong performer too it's a fucking shame about the pre-show watching watching that clip that you sent over from him in nxt doing that standing insult. oh my god neville is such a talented guy um, and I feel like Nick or Gary on my TV right now thinking about them being on the pre-show. You guys can't see it at home, but he's a very angry face on my YouTube. I I I feel like I wish there was a better spot for them on the card. I do feel like we averaged it out with the with the tag match being a 30 minute Iron Man match before any video or entrances mm-hmm. or which, recaps or promo packages or right. anything. Uh, it averages out with the rest of the card getting about 25 minutes, all inclusive for videos, recaps, post-match, and the match, and the entrances, which is not not enough time, but it definitely, you have to imagine that Samoa Joe Lesnar, while I guess it does have the potential to be a short match, will probably be 15, a, 20. 15 to 20 match, uh, and there's at least like at least one or two other matches on the card. Strowman versus Rowan. Uh, Roman. Ro- Roman. Roman versus Strowman. <laughs> Let's just start the whole show over. I fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah, that definitely. Uh, yeah, that should be a long, long one. The ambulance match. Uh, Bray Wyatt cut a promo in the desert. It. I mean, 
It was a Bray Wyatt promo. It was a, it was a very, it was such. You don't need to say any more than that. It was, all I'll say is it was so Bray Wyatt. Like, phrases like, I am the chaos that fuels the fire, and I am the wrath that consumes you, man. Um, it was basically like everyone's impressions of Bray Wyatt, but in the desert. Finn Balor versus Cesaro in what was, I felt like, the best match of the night. Um, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> when he was in NXT, Cesaro had some amazing feuds um, with a lot of the people on the roster. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's a shame you don't always get to see him work at that level that we all know he can. This was a great match between the two of them. A lot of exciting moments. Hardy's on commentary. They got involved in a scuffle. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's a good match. And at the end of it all, Balor won, which is, I mean, the right move. I don't know what they're going to do with Balor. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't even think he has a match on the card. At Great Balls of Fire? No, he does not. And the only feud I could think right now for him to be in is Elias Samson. I guess. He tripped him up. Sam- I don't know. I mean, Samson is... He's the is, drifter, man. He, he is, though. But the thing is, he got called up, and he was working with Miz and Dean. Yeah. And then he got put into the third man in the tags. Yeah. And now he's feuding... With Finn, I guess. Which, so he's really he's pretty much just drifting across to his opponent. He has looked strong though. He's not he's, looked weak. He honestly has looked strong. I'm pretty excited to see a full proper match from him. Sure. Uh, especially on a pay per view. He only has had one so far, I think, on Raw against Dean, and I think he that, won. Yeah, but it involves shenanigans with Miz, Miz and so it's not. It's not a real no, no, proper no. one. He, on he one. had he had one win. He had the one where he won because of disqualification, because the Miz came in and punched him in the face. Sure, he had a second match with Dean where he won clean ish. Miz had distracted Dean. Dean got back in the ring to beat the ten count. As Dean got back in the ring, Elias hit him with some kind of move and then a finisher and then pinned him. Mm. So he is two and zero oh in singles competition. I don't. I think he lost the tags, but I don't know if he ever ate the pin. Um, and then that could have been the main event in terms of quality of it. Uh, then we had Braun Strowman versus Apollo Crews, which was all I have to really say is that that deflection. That fucking kick, the standing moonsault counter Get kick the thing. fuck out of here. Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, Apollo... Well, Hashtag really, really, it's interesting uh, to see how Titus, a, you know, he's he's kind of working a face now. It's weird because he's like so enthusiastic Ooh. and and supportive of all of the people who are really siding with him, Ooh. and and he's you know. Anytime he opens his mouth, all he's doing is making these Ooh. other guys sound like a million fucking bucks. No, and he's doing great at it. And honestly, you're, you're right. It's just sort of, it's sort of bizarre how he has take gone from like you felt like he was a heel manager almost in that like early new day where heels who don't know were heels, uh-huh. but but then gradually has been put into positions where he's been made to look like the f- the face. But like, also not like a baby face in the terms of like pure goody two shoes. Like he's he's still he's still got you know sharpness to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, and especially with t- with him backing Tazawa against Neville, mm-hmm. that's a clear face role. Yeah, because Neville's like first off primo bad guy. Neville is maybe the best thing in the entire cruiserweight division right now. Not just because he's jacked, and not just because he's king of flippy stuff. Like just on the mic and his viciousness, that snap German that he does, fucking snap DDTs, like everything that he does is so crisp and then powerful. He's great at that. Tazawa has a lot going for him as well right now. Um, they've built up his momentum to where he hasn't really lost much. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Titus Brand can help do that. And it'll also be interesting to see if Titus Brand gets its first success with Tazawa. What will that do to the dynamic with him and Apollo Crews? Will that change it in any way? Because hmm. Apollo has not had much success 
And Apollos did seem a little bit miffed when Titus was putting all the attention on Tozawa. So that could be the heel catalyst for Apollo. Who knows? Interesting stuff could happen. This go-home show, grand scheme of things, interesting. It moved things forward, and it made me more hyped for most of the matches. Not all. Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt still looks like it's going to be mediocre, but for most of the matches, it doesn't need to happen. It really... And it and it really kind of feels like it's come out of nowhere. Yeah, it just just like oh right, these guys are in a feud, and you're like, they are. It just keeps them both on TV. That's really what it boils down to. Which to that end, it doesn't. I don't understand why they don't have Finn doing something. But who knows? Hmm. So the segment ends with uh, Braun putting putting Apollo Crews in the back of the ambulance and the on the ambulance door, and nothing happens. And then. He hears the knock again. He says, who is it? There's no answer. They're not saying anything. So he goes to check on the driver of the ambulance. Surprise, Roland Reigns! With with just a launch out of the ambulance. Uh, and I thought it was interesting how they ended that segment because even though Roman got the jump on Strowman, mm-hmm. Strowman proceeded to beat the shit out of Roman Reigns. He tossed him from the ground up onto the stage, beat him up. Roman... Pushes him back into, pushes Strowman into the ribbon, breaks the ribbon, mm-hmm. but then Strowman just not, he doesn't no sell it, but he brief sells it, gets back up. Roman hits him with the Superman punch and then spears him off the stage through two tables. And before the announcers can get over ejaculating about Roman Reigns speared him off the stage, Strowman just gets back up. They were in the middle of saying, but now Roman has to be able to move the lifeless corpse of Strowman into the ambulance to win. And then Strowman on cue just sits back up like Michael Myers in Halloween after being shot and just stands up and is like, Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm Braun Strowman, and nothing can really hurt me. And then the, the commentator's like, oh, my God, that didn't even keep him down. Does Roman have any chance of winning? Which, of course, is the kiss of death in WWE that Strowman will find a way to lose this match. But uh, I thought it made Strowman look strong as fuck, dude, against Golden Boy. So pretty solid go home. Yeah. Can't can't really find too much to fault in it. Had some good promos, had some really good matches, had a couple clunkers. But in the grand scheme of things, compared to the go homes that we've gotten the last year, we can, we can't really complain too much. Which I don't know what that says about WWE product or us. Right when we're like, hey, this B- got like a B plus. Yeah, right. It's. Yeah. Fuck, let's let's just celebrate and throw a parade. <laughs> yeah. But at least Great Balls of Fire, despite its stupid, stupid name, looks like it could be pretty good. Mm-hmm. So Alright, there we go. So let's move on to uh to SmackDown. To Smookdown. Uh SmackDown was also good. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a couple of things that happened in the show that sort of knock some points off. And I think that another thing that didn't help it is that it was on the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people are would rather be focused on their fourth of July celebrations. Sure. Uh, and then on top of that, it followed up against a strong raw that was a go home for a raw pay-per-view, uh-huh. which I think takes a little bit of the wind out of the sails. Like we just got done with a great show that set us all hyped up for this pay-per-view this Sunday. Oh, and by the way, here's another WWE show that has nothing to do with that storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is the awful Lana shit and then why is Rusev being lined up to be fed to John Cena yeah we opened the show with John Cena promo it was a John Cena 4th of July promo it was exactly what you thought a John Cena 4th of July promo would be uh, it was nice to see him back he managed to get everyone on the crowd hyped up that's great Rusev comes out and, uh, you know, he, he had some good points. Again, the heels having good points. He's like, you know, you've been part timing. You've been working in Hollywood, Cena. And yet for almost a month and a half, we've been watching promos and videos about John Cena returns on the 4th of July. And Rusev said, I've been rehabbing my shoulder, which I hurt by working in the ring every day. And where was the Rusev comes back promo? 
Where was the Rusev coming back videos? Also, I don't like how they sort of dropped the whole Rusev demanding a title shot to come back angle. I thought that was a cool angle um, that they could have run with. Yeah, but they ran with gender instead. So what are you going to do? What you going to do? So Rusev comes out and does the very typical. I have my Bulgarian flag. Fuck you, Americans. I'm evil foreign heel shtick. Uh, and then John Cena says, let's fight right now. And uh, Rusev's like, no, nah, we're the, the flags. Pay-per-view. Yeah, it's a flag V flag match. So guaranteed John Cena victory. Right. Like, is WWE going to let the American flag and John Cena lose? Oh, man. Oh. If they did, it would sure be a weird, dark moment in WWE history. Um. AJ Styles versus Chad Gable in a pretty good match. Yeah. Um, to see which one of the people that KO has beaten will be allowed into the Rumble Battle Royale thing. Yeah, the fact that the fact that they are kind of building up Chad Gable as a really good wrestler mm-hmm. is exciting. Yeah. You know, obviously he put on uh, the match last week with Kevin yeah, Owens, great, uh, which was a good one, and this one against AJ Styles, who in kayfabe is like top five in the company sure. in terms of being a good wrestler. Yeah. But Gable like took him to the limit. Yeah, it it really was had. a competitive match. It and makes me wonder a little bit if they're going to split AA up. Jason Jordan was in the in the battle royale, um, which made sense why Gable wasn't. Because, you know, they didn't want to have to run with the AA against each other angle when they already were doing that with hype bros. We'll get to that. Um, But, yeah, it was a great match. I'm just curious as to why Gable's been doing a a singles run. Uh, I don't know if maybe Jordan's not 100% right now. Because, like, let's be honest. You can be in a rumble not at 100%. Sure. Or a battle royale, whatever. Like, you can easily get dunked over the rope. All you have to do is take a few fake punches and then get tossed over the ropes. Exactly. Um so that was a good match. There was a Carmelibration. Ellsworth has been banned for a month, suspended. Yeah, he got a got a thirty day suspend ten k fine. All right, he got that money. I found it funny that on Talking Smack, Daniel Bryan was talking about how I don't remember if it was this week or last week when he mentioned that the nickname for Ellsworth in the locker room is big hog. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that was from is that older? months ago. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I had just seen the clip making the rounds. So I assumed that it must, it might've been from, yeah, that was before he went on paternity leave. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I just love the fact that that's a nickname that they actually use her in the locker room is oh here comes big hog. I don't want to know why they call him that, um, but it's fine. You know what? Ellsworth has been kayfabe really great right now. And you were the one who brought this up. Uh, Maybe it was last week on the podcast, or maybe it was um, just in general conversation about how underappreciated Ellsworth's versatility is. Yeah, it was last week. Yeah. And it's, it's very true. He was such a beloved baby face. And then he was such a like, Oh no, he's a face who doesn't realize what he's doing wrong. And then he was like a misguided heel. And now he's just like super heel. And he gets legit heat, too. And they sell a dumb shirt with his face on it. I came this close to buying at the $1 shirt sale. Yeah, he actually uh, made an Instagram post about that either today or recently where it was like, you know, a picture of his shirt. And he was like, help me cover my $10,000 fine fees by buying my shirt. That's great use of kayfabe, right? A plus gold sticker. That's how you social media. He's like one of the few people that like keeps it kayfabe just because, you know, working in the small promotion and everything like he kind of understands how to create his own little world. Exactly. Whereas WWE is just like, you're here, you're us like you don't need to try. Right. I mean, you know, Kevin Owens does an okay job about it. He still tweets some stuff that is clearly just hey i'm a dude i'm a father i'm a son yeah like the tweet the awesome tweet he made about uh in relation to his dvd coming out yeah with his parents buying it yeah at the vhs store his dad introduced him to wrestling Mm -hmm. i'm like that was a cool moment but then someone tweeted a picture of him and Sami Zayn hugging after he won his title 
and and him and him being like, "This is for us. We did this." Mm-hmm. And then he was. They were like, "Can you explain this, Kevin Owens?" And he just like photoshopped. <laughs> I'm like, I appreciate him riding the line between, "Hey, I'm a real dude," and also, "But I am a heel, and you're not supposed to like me." Mm-hmm. Fun story. Apparently, his DVD had ha- has had the best opening. Oh yeah, it's been fucking weeks. selling out. Yeah, apparently you can't get it on Amazon right now. As of recording this podcast, apparently, um, I was reading like literally like six hours ago on I think I don't know if it was Insider or Observer, but they're like Amazon is currently saying out of stock, and it'll be back in stock in two weeks. I'm like that's crazy. I've also heard it's an amazing DVD. Mm. Maybe that's what we can do is try to get a. I'll try to get my hands on a copy, and we can pre-record a a review of the DVD for when I'm in the Dominican Republic. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match part three. Naomi Lana for why? I don't know. Glowing belt is the only thing that was exciting about this entire segment. Yeah, that got me legitimately a little hype, bro. Like seeing the glowing lights changing on the belt. I was like, that's cute. Not since John Cena gave us the Cena spinner belt. Have we seen such great lengths to belt customization sure um so you know lana tapped in less than a minute it that match was not even a minute long yeah which like why it's one thing to do like the pay-per-view match and then have a squash match which they did right but then like hey let's do a third one and you're like this makes Lana look worse sure. if you're trying to have her be a wrestler. Now. It doesn't necessarily make Naomi look better, right? She she looks the same because congrats. You beat someone that you clearly have already beaten a lot. Three times, right? And then Tamina comes out for some reason and is makes like the save ish. I mean, it's not like Naomi is going to beat her down after the match, but yeah, but like she helps her out of the ring. And the the best thing I've seen about the best reaction to that that I've seen was uh, Brian Zane, the guy who runs Wrestling with Regret. Uh huh. In his recap of that, he was like, "I don't know why, but the scene reminded me of that scene from Basketball where he opens up Squeak's drawer and goes, "Get up, you're my new best friend, bitch," <laughs> and then drags Squeak out of the drawer. And Squeak's like, "Really, we're best friends?" And I was like, "That's so perfect." That was kind of the vibe I got from Tamina being like, "Come on, come." Like at first, Tamina was stern, like, "Come on, get out of the ring." Like I almost thought Tamina was going to beat her up. And then she like softened and was like, I mean, come on, honey. It's okay. Get out of the ring. I'm going to take you home. It's going to be fine. And then Byron Saxton showed up. Dude, that's Nia Jax. The I fact, keep getting The confused. fact that you confuse them, those two, is kind of absurd. They look nothing alike. It's, it's, I keep getting confused because they're both the monster woman on their respective brands. Oh, so you're saying all fat women look the same to you? No, they you're saying all women who are slightly off white, even the littlest bit are identical. Hold on. What's that, Kayla? Uh, I think they look the same, too. So there. See, Bob. OK, so all, all people from are, Ohio, all poindexters are racists. Settled. And Lauren as well, because she can't tell the difference either. Oh, no. Well, yeah, Lauren can't tell the difference between half the men. She watches for like five minutes. And that is a fair point. I should know better. I watch this shit enough. <sighs> My bad. Well fuck, me. well, fuck me for sticking up for you then. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate I appreciate you you coming in for the save. Uh, for, for Hey, here's a behind the scenes fact for people at home. Kayla is usually here during most of these episodes. She's just usually reading or knitting. We're doing something else cute in the corner while we record. Nothing Nothing else? No? You're done? Okay. Uh, So that match was pointless. Uh, The New Day versus the Usos had a rap battle. It was weird. It was not so much a rap battle as like a deaf poet jam. Yeah. They just sort of things rhymed. I would not for say the most were, part. For the most part, I would not say they were rap. The best line of the night that got the most reaction got cut They're, from the WWE YouTube account oh, and sure. the and the Hulu version. They cut it out. Well, yeah, because 
The Usos directly referenced the fact that there was a leaked sex tape with Xavier Woods. Like, yeah. and it was, and that pop was he. We even, when we heard it, looked at each other and went, "Oh, what?" Uh, also, the line where the where's I think it was Xavier Kofi was like, "You should go back to ki- doing best carrying bags for who? Carrying bags for Roman." That was a good one too. Uh. Wally was good too. I will just say, why the fuck did everyone repeat their lines like five times? Uh, they said the rated R Xavier Woods thing twice. That was a, they say that was a stream like, glitch. No, it wasn't. I thought it was a stream no, glitch. it wasn't because they were saying it in like it was saying it like this. Then he was saying it like this. It's are you sure? I yes, our stream was glitchy. It was a little glitchy, but the fact that eight like multiple times they repeated lines i don't know if it had to do with like audio issues where like maybe like the arena couldn't hear but the tv at home could hear that i've seen that happen before a few times where like we can hear someone talking but then the crowd has a reaction and then the person will like do something to their mic and then be like that's better and then like the crowd reacts like we could hear it now who knows? It was a decent segment. Uh, wasn't I? Wouldn't say it was amazing. I've I wouldn't people, say it was decent. I thought it was. I thought a was, lot of people online for some reason crazy. loved it. Yeah, it's got. I thought it was cringy as fuck, and was kind of an embarrassment. I mean, like Bleach Report gave it an A rating. Uh, <clears throat> I think the people at Cage said that they liked it. Zane on Wrestling with Regret loved it. The dudes from all over Reddit they were fucking loving it. I, I mean, I guess you and me and Brandon Ivy are like the three people who were like, this was kind of cringy and weird. There was some lines that I loved and I did the lines that I loved. I really popped for where I was like, I can't believe they said that. Sure. There was like two or three lines that were really good. However, it wasn't a rap. if you look across all of WWE's rap battles, yeah. which unfortunately there's been a lot. Yeah. Uh, None of them use music, yeah. Which is like you don't have any beats, so this is just people like saying couplets to each other. Like, yeah. Why we should we should have a rap battle, and then have all three. Okay, who here? I'll do a WWE style rap battle with you. Your name is Corey, and you talk about cheese, but would you please? Just shut up, please. <laughs> oh, shit. And now you need to come back to me with another couplet that you tell, like, kind okay. of aggressively, but also, like, old fucking person who has just eaten, like, a shit ton of constipation medicine slow. Like,. Well, your name's Bob, and you got so much hair. I'm about to dunk this Ewok in a big vat of nair. Oh! Oh, oh shit! <laughs> Congratulations. We just had the top segment on SmackDown. Apparently. Uh, Randy Orton interrupted Aiden English, and Aiden English got some fight in. How about that? A, a, a little, a little, but a I mean, little. more than a standard jobber in a ring when someone like Randy Orton comes out gets. And technically, Aiden got the win because he got racked on by some steps. Yeah. Uh, hey, look at that. Heath Slater and Aiden English got some combat in, and uh, one of them actually got a quote unquote win. Right. How about that? Uh, and then we had the Independence Day Battle Royale to determine the number one contender. Yeah, Orton did the move that I do in WWE 2K16 whenever the authority tells me I need to lose a match. I just disqualify myself instead of eating the pin. Yeah, dude. Uh, So the Battle Royale happened. Uh, Ziggler got tossed out early. Um, Oh, wait. Also, was the Baron Corbin backstage segment, was that last week or this week? I want to say last week because it does not sound... What are you talking about? The Baron Corbin backstage segment. When Baron Corbin... Uh, when Shinsuke Nakamura was talking backstage about Baron Corbin. Yeah, that was last week. Did we actually even talk Pretty about Pretty sure that? it was last week. Who cares? Anyway. 
I just liked how Shinsuke didn't do that thing that Sami Zayn does whenever Baron Corbin attacks him, where he's like, I got attacked by Baron Corbin. I died. And then Shinsuke instead was like, he got attacked and then actually like punched back. So I guess that was last week. Um, anyway, my big the only thing big in the uh, Royale was Mojo Raleigh tossed out Zack Ryder after saving him. He saved him from getting tossed out. Yeah, because somebody had him overhead and he grabbed Zach's ankles and pulled him back. Yeah. Then assisted Zach in tossing Rowan out, I want to say. I think. And like then that. immediately turned on him and tossed him. It's like, why didn't you just let Rowan toss your buddy? And then you get no. It's like it's like sometimes faces don't think. Or like faces who are becoming heels don't think. It's just like all you had to do was not save Zach Ryder, and now he's eliminated. Right, and you don't have to turn on him, quote unquote. And I don't know what they're gonna do because honestly, like Mojo's a pretty great face, and I don't think they should fuck with that. Sure. And also when Mojo threw Ryder out, it cut to Mojo and he was just like very like, Hey man, I'm just playing the game. Like right. sorry, like they someone could- has to win, but they could turn Zachiel with this. Like, yeah, they could be like, oh, what? You just threw me out like that? Oh, I'm, I'm angry. I'm Zack Ryder. Like, I honestly think that a heel turn might not be the worst thing for Zack Ryder. He's got, he's not doing anything. Right. My only problem is what it would do for the tag team division. Right. But I mean, clearly they, they look like they're splitting them up. Um, I get that vibe. A lot of people have had that vibe for weeks. Sure. You know, the money's in Mojo, not in Zach. And so maybe turning Zach heel gives Zach something to do better. Also, the Colognes, it definitely looks like they're fucking out because they weren't in the Battle Royale. And that's kind of like, yeah, they're bread and butter. Yeah, right. And uh, we need bodies who can lose. Also, Colognes. also uh, what is it? his running Orlando Cologne? Is that right? Something. Um, his dad is the one who owns that wrestling promotion in Puerto Rico, which is also the other one's uncle. Um, and so they, that promotion that his dad owns down in Puerto Rico retweeted an article that was written in Spanish by some, you know, dirt sheet saying that the clones were going to leave and go to that Puerto Rican. Mm. Then like, so people are saying that they've asked for their release, although on, the Pro Wrestling Tees website, it does have Orlando Cologne's merch listed as Orlando Cologne, Cologne currently wrestling as uh, as Epico in WWE. Yeah, but like that's a fucking lawsuit and a half to open up your own side hustle store who knows man while you're still a wwe employee like i mean yeah. it's not like there's any colognes merch you can go buy at the wwe shop not that i'm aware but would you though if they had like a like a sweet like i know they're not the shining stars anymore but if they had like a sweet ass like hawaiian style shirt with like a puerto rican flag on the back and then the front just like had like epico on the left panel and, and no that sounds the like the ugliest fucking shirt i've ever heard described to me yeah, but you could see it being in the WWE shop, though. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, with D- all, right WWE next to, love right next to the like Shane the Sincara Dick shirt. What? You've never <laughs> seen the Sincara penis shirt? Oh my God, Corey, you're I, in for a treat. Sincara <laughs> uh, penis, get on the round, yeah. And that was uh, that was the end of the of the show. I believe, right? They ended with the Royale. AJ Styles won. No one should be surprised. He beat. It got down to Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, and Ty Dillinger. So there was a little bit of excitement that maybe, just maybe, they'd give Ty Dillinger the win. They did not. Yeah. And the worst part is he was the first one to go of those three. We're like, oh, man, maybe they'll do something different. He almost had that double elimination spot, which was a good tease. They didn't give it to him. It is what it is. Oh my god, he does look kind of like a giant dick. No, it's it's not he looks like a dick. Look towards the bottom of the shirt. What what is that? I think it's the gap between his legs or something. The black line. 
That's what you're talking about. No, I'm talking about the thing that looks like a penis. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's not black. Yeah, no, the black line is what makes it like the head. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. The black line is the head. Look at that. The silver, the silver at his legs, and then the little black line. It kind of looks like a dick, right? Yeah, that's, the fir- that's the first thing I saw in my eyes. We're adjusting from reading to looking at that, right? So yeah, it's the it's the infamous Sincarpina shirt. That's not still for sale, right? No, I'm sure it can be found on eBay. Gotta own one, dude. Next birthday, I got you, fam. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't buy you that shirt and then guilt you into wearing it. And if you don't wear it, I'll be absolutely fucking devastated. You've definitely provided me with enough t-shirts. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, Bob's like, I'm good. So uh, any wrestling I also just don't like my birthday and would rather people fucking ignore me on my birthday. So fair enough. When I have my friend being like, don't worry, I'll get you something you absolutely don't want. That's like, Aww. oh, wow. I Can I? Can you get me a noose instead? Because I'd rather have that right now. Oh, no. Hey, you look good in the rock shirt, though. <laughs> you do look good in the rock shirt. Any, uh, any wrestling news you want to get to before we get into prediction? Ah, you know, there was not. Slammiversary happened. Yeah, and it was wacky and goofy. At least that one fucking D'Angelo Williams. Yeah, D- so D'Angelo Williams not only looked amazing in the ring, it's also been reported that he was only training for three days in wow. anticipation. And like Meltzer was like, "Holy shit, this guy could be the new Matt Riddle. This guy could be the new Kurt Angle." If if he's this good in the ring after three days of training, but he announced his wrestling retirement. Yeah. I don't think it's a retirement. Uh, I think he's saying I'm not going to actively pursue wrestling anymore because I'm still an NFL player. Sure. And I don't want any team who hires me to think I'm distracted with wrestling. Right. When his football career retires, I could yeah. very, very much see him coming back to the which he's only he's only in his like I think I want to say his like second or th- no he's got to be longer than that how long has he been playing for the Steelers is he playing uh, for the Steelers or is he a free agent right now I think he's a free agent I'm trying to look up right now I think he's a free agent which is oh, why 2006 he was drafted by the Panthers and he played it in Carolina. Until 2014, he's been with the Steelers for the past two years, and currently he is a free agent. Um, so it is possible at 34 that he could be thinking about retiring from the NFL. I mean, <coughs> there's some positions in the NFL that you can get away with being into your 40s like a kicker, but mm-hmm. like, you know, typically running backs don't have that much longevity. So who knows? There's a possibility that he retires at some point. He's probably made enough money doing it. But I just think it's it's awesome that a legit pro like a legit professional football star, someone who was a star in the NFL, has on their Wikipedia now facts about their wrestling career, which is just f- f- fun. It's just a fun thing that exists now. Mm-hmm. I heard that he had less botches than most of the actual professional wrestlers, like in his in his match, which is. Just a, it's it's a it's a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to see someone from a legitimate sport who comes into the wrestling world and likes it and be, is a part of it. It also reminds me of uh, when Steve Amell came and was just like good at wrestling with very little training. Although that man keeps his body in shape for Arrow. Oh, for sure. Um, and I'm pretty sure he does a lot of stunt work on Arrow, too, as well. People are also speculating that Finn Balor and Elias Sampson might be on the pre-show or the card for Great Balls. Um, since he's kind of like, you know, one of the only big stars without a match. Uh, also, uh, it was reported by, I think I want to say, Observer PW Insider. It's been re-reported by Cage Side and WrestleTalk TV that uh, it looks like Finn Balor won't be getting a shot anytime soon against Brock for the championship like they originally planned. 
and that after Strowman got hurt, they shuffled stuff around, and now it looks like it will be Roman versus Lesnar at SummerSlam. Um, so, um, I don't know. That's unfortunate. I thought Finn versus Lesnar could have been an interesting match. Although, to be fair, I'd like to see Finn have a feud with someone else like Bray a little closer to his fucking weight class before going against fucking Brock Lesnar. Um, Marwan has got his new contract in place for NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's great. Um, I'm excited to see Morrow come back, even if it's just on NXT. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, any other news that you want to talk about? Honestly, I'm not really seeing much. Um, it was uh, Brett the Hitman Hart's 60th birthday four days ago. So as, happy birthday to Brett. As of the time of this recording. Today's the 6th. Uh, obviously, the Battle Royale spot looks like it's supposed to break up the hype rows. Oh, Okada was backstage at Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. And uh, he was at gorilla position hanging out. Don't read too much into that. No, no, no. There's not a read into that, but I know that you were directly talking to me on that one. Sure. Um, but it's interesting. Um, uh, and then, uh, global force wrestling is being officially merged with impact. Yeah. And they're Um, now going under the name global force wrestling. Are they moving forward? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw they're just dropping impact. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, here's TNA is now GFW cage side seats. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, oh, one other thing. Samoa Joe in an interaction with Kurt Angle had said on Raw, you know, don't make me remind you of who I am and what I can do which is a nice little wink and a nod to their TNA mm-hmm. feud with, that is highly regarded. Um, and then uh, Champa is supposed to re- make his official return in March. Oof. Super unfortunate. He had a uh, torn ACL. Pro Wrestling Sheet is, re- is, uh, is uh, saying that that's the estimated date. It's March of 2018. Mm-hmm. which is super unfortunate because the angle of them breaking up generated so much fucking heat, dude. Yeah. Right. So much heat. Um, and, uh, yeah, it looks like Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly and war machine, uh, will soon be signing with WWE. And then they will probably mostly all likely go three into NXT directly. Although there is a chance that one of them could just make the jump to the main roster. But Adam Cole, baby! One step closer to having that bullet club in WWE. One step closer to the edge. And I'm about to... Break. (laughs) Uh, I'm not really seeing too much else. You want to jump into... uh, You want to make the jump? Get into predictions? Sure. I got the card right here. All right. So let's get into these predictions. Uh, We got a pre-show match. Pre-show. What do we got? It's fucking Neville versus Akira Tozawa with Titus O'Neil. Ozawa v. Neville for the title. Yes. Title match. Uh, Any stip? No. All right. Do you want to just go through the card first and then go back to predictions? Or do you want to predict as we go? Let's predict as we go. All right. Bob, who you got and why? Uh, I will not tell you why. why. Right. We decided that. So who do you got? Neville. Bob goes and Neville retains. Uh, I'm going to go Ozawa wins, but does not get the title. I'm going to say that Neville does something to the ref or sure. count out victory. All right. So now to the uh, actually, let's go ahead and just do just in case it happens 
Finn versus Drifter. Because there's people rumoring that it'll happen. And then we can just have a stance on it. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't matter. Uh, Finn, then. <laughs> yeah, I'm also going to go with Finn. Kind of pointless, but we, we at least have it. Um, so showtime. However, I, I, I want to say that they should not change titles for the cruiserweights on the fucking pre-show. And I would really love it if Neville starts a program moving forward where he's just fucking pissed that all of his matches, which have been great, have been fucking pre-show matches. You mean like almost like what ACH did in his promo at Evolve? Yes, pretty much. Except at least ACH was on the show. Whoop, whoop, whoop. All right, let's get into the card. Grab main card. All right, we got uh, the 30-minute Iron Man tag match for the belts. Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Hardy Boys. Hardys v. Cesaro. Who who do you got? Cesaro. Wow. Cesaro. Um... I'm conflicted here because I I think that they're kind of wanting to hold off on breaking up the Hardys mm-hmm. until they get the broken gimmick thing sorted out. And I think winning the titles will give them a chance to have the titles taken back off of them, which would be a better catalyst for breaking the team up. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and predict that the Hardys win. So you can put the belt back on them, have them hold it for like a month, lose it at SummerSlam, break up. See, I was going to have them start working into the broken stuff at Great Balls to lead to a Matt versus Jeff match for SummerSlam. I just don't know if it'll be worked out in time. Uh, next show card match. Um, Miz versus Dean. Any step? Just a singles match for the IC belt. All right. Uh, I'll go ahead and predict first on this one, and then you can tell your why. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Dean. Uh, I will go with Miz. Any uh, specific why? Or is this just sort of like a... I mean, Miz is rolling with Maurice, Bo, and Curtis. I have a strong feeling that something will happen that will get uh, the Miz-Taraj banned from ringside. But Maurice will be out there and not make the save because she's been upset with Miz. And uh, that will lead to Dean getting the title win. That's good. Or worst case scenario with my prediction, Dean wins by DQ when the Mistrage stomps him down. Here's why I hate that. I hate it too. Because if Dean wins by DQ, we're getting they're gonna one. have another fucking match. I, I I know, but I feel like Dean is a safe bet because there's a good chance he'll win by DQ. But he could also win the way that I thought he would. All right. Well, now for Enzo v. Big Cass. Enzo v. Cass in the match for the castle. I mean, Cass. Uh, Cass. Cass wins. Like, Kayla, who do you want to win? Between what and what? Enzo versus Cass. As much as I love Enzo, Cass is going to kick his ass. Who do you want to win? No, no, no. I said that backwards. Huh? You said Cass was going to stomp Enzo, right? That's correct. Well, that's what's going to happen. Who would you want to win? Well, Enzo. He's an adorable little chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's Kayla's prediction as well. Uh, what do we got next? Rollins Wyatt because reasons. Rollins Wyatt for the reasons championship. I mean, who do you think? Rollins. Because Wyatt can't win a big match. It's really sad. I'm going to go Rollins as well. 
So, what does that leave us? Ambulance match? Blizz versus Banks. Women's champ. We got Blizz. We got Banks. Who do you got? Um, Going on the inverse Raw property, then Bliss wins. Bliss wins, is what you say. Um, I mean, I agree. For those at home who don't know the inverse Raw property, whoever won on the go-home show of Raw is going to lose at the pay-per-view. Typically, unless it is countered by the hometown rule. Oh, man. Hometown rule takes precedent. However, this is in Dallas, I think, so at nobody's hometown. Sure. Uh, what, do we, what do we got next? Ambulance? Ambulance match. Rain Strowman. <sighs> Who do you got? Uh, it's going to be Reigns. You think? Yeah, especially if they're building towards Reigns challenging for the belt at SummerSlam. You can't have him lose his match. But it's WWE, and you get a championship match by saying, I want one, as we've seen with Lana. Um, how many do we disagree on right now? Neville and Tazawa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's one. Shazar and Hardy's is two. Dean and Miz is three. We agree on Cass, Rollins, and Bliss. Um, I'm very confident in two of these. One I'm not. I'm going to go ahead and say Strowman. Okay. All right, which leaves us with Joe Lesnar. Joe Lesnar for the Universal Championship. I mean, it's Lesnar. <laughs> I'm going Joe. Wow. I got, I got a lot of a weird vibe. This just just throwing this out there, a weird fucking vibe that the change of plans from Lesnar, uh, Finn slash Lesnar Rollins to Lesnar Roman could indicate that they're crazy enough to put the belt on Joe and then have the Rollins Joe feud resume and then have Balor go, oh, by the way, I never got my rematch. And then everybody's like, oh, shit, it's Joe and Balor again, but on the main roster. So I got this weird vibe going about that. Uh, I don't think we need a tiebreaker. No, we disagree on an even five. I think one, two, three, an even five. <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> you knew what I meant, you jerk. Um, I guess just in case one of these matches goes to like a really weird draw a double doubt count the fucking out hardy's chisaro match could easily they had a best of oh my best out God, of three don't, go to a draw don't don't and a draw goes to the champ so what would you want as a tie break worst case scenario ah. we could we could do do, do we get uh, advancement on the angle cell phone uh, story uh, i mean i'm going to say no to that i know and, and then I will foolishly always say, say yes, yes for some for reason. No reason. Even though that clearly is a raw type of pre- like reveal. Yeah. Um, we could do over under minutes for the Joe match. We could do. There's a number of options. Um, anything jumps out to you for a tie, a tie breaking kind of decision. Uh, how about we do tie-breaking decision the Finn versus Drifter match actually happens and I'm going to say no okay (laughs) so Bob says not happening and I say yes they'll throw it on the card so that's our tiebreaker. All right. Well, thank you guys. I think that's it, right? Yeah. I mean, I could I could start launching into a rant tirade about how just on this card alone, there's one repeat match, two repeat matches, three repeat matches, and then for Battleground, we have one, two at least repeat matches. Sure. Also, we and how WWE needs to just fucking change it up a little. Yeah, and we also aren't getting the Gold Dust R Truth match as 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 of right now. Yeah, um, which is a new match, (laughs) relatively. I think they maybe had like one fight in when their tag team broke up briefly before, and R Truth had like come back and beg for forgiveness, Mm -hmm. and then 
Anyway. Hey, look, it's going to be... I have high hope for the pay-per-view. I've got a lot of high hope. Yeah, no, honestly, honestly, great balls of fire. Worst fucking name. Uh, decent looking pay-per-view. Decent though. looking card. I, I, I think it'll be a good show. I really do. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see what WWE is going to do next. Show enough. All right. Ready to close this bitch out? Yeah. All right, everybody. You can follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Feckett. You can follow me on Twitter at CB Pointix for Instagram, too. You can follow the both of us on Twitter at Small Package POD. That's POD for podcast. It's the same on Facebook. It's Facebook.com backslash Small Package Pod. Uh, we post lots of stuff from Evolve. Is it forward slash in URLs? I've been saying backslash literally. Don't worry. Everyone says backslash. Sure. It's okay. Slashy thing. Almost pay-per-view for SmackDown name. Uh, small package POD. We post lots of stuff there from Evolve shows. We post stuff from uh, all the indie shows we go to. Uh, some BTS stuff. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and uh, we'll be back next week with uh, results from Great Balls of Fire. And uh, getting into predictions for Battleground. So, Alright everybody, thanks so much. We'll be back next week with episode 53 of the Small Package Show. Head on with it, Bob. Small Package. Good night.